This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Tomas uh, donated $5, says, uh, I think we should still sign one of the top QBs. I think they mean draft, uh, because hopefully we won't be t- uh, picking in the top 10 anytime soon. What do you think? Great question. Um, I don't know. I, I need to delve into the quarterbacks, but realistically, you know, my my two cents on that doesn't matter. And the big thing with that as well is, you know, it'd be nice if you could talk to guys, but that's a really boring and overly sensible take. I think like, you know, there's, it was always said how Schneider loved Patrick Mahomes, which is easy for that to come out because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good and it only came out a bit after how much he liked him, even though, you know, we heard that he was at his pro day. Same thing happened with Josh Allen. If you remember, I mean, those guys kind of have this special, upper, upper, upper traits that like Geno Smith, for instance, will never have that level of traits. So if there is a guy like that who Schneider's besotted with, and like you there, say... And uh, there are probably two of those guys in this draft that kind of fit that bill. Those guys Richard. being Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, mm. who are not the top prospects either. Right. So then it's like, do you have to spend a top 10 pick on that? Um, could you spend number 20 on that? Uh, does right. that does that mesh well with you know Gino? Because I think we all here think Gino Smith should be resigned. Yeah. And the way it will work out, I think with him being thirty two years old, uh, you know, one year of production, I think that'll be more team friendly than some may have originally thought, especially with the second half dip of the, production. The the other element here is let's say, Hey, let's say Stroud and Young aren't options for them, whether via availability or say they just don't think they're worth them being picked at five, which honestly there might be an argument for. Um, definitely, I mean, I think they're good quarterback prospects, don't get me wrong. But how do they view Richardson and Levis compared to Drew Locke with that theory behind those types of picks where they're kind of projects, but you really like their tools? Do they like Locke's tools more and do they think he's further along and, internally than we might and think? And on that point, Griff, Pete, when he was talking about the quarterbacks and the quarterback-friendly system, again talked up Drew Locke and said, you know, I've seen him play a number of times and, you know, he's really good, something along those lines. And he's said that all through the season, even when not asked about that. And, okay, it's supporting your guy, but clearly they love, they really like Locke's tools. It's just about mm-hmm. harnessing that. You know, the best stuff we saw in the playoffs of Locke was incredibly toolsy and had a lot of people thinking Locke should be the guy over Geno. The bad stuff was, you know, 
like the sack fumble against Pittsburgh where he forgets, you know, he doesn't reset the protection correctly or doesn't throw hot, but he should have reset the protection. I mean, we've covered that ad nauseum. But mm-hmm. the point being, it's not the tools which are the problem with him. The tools are the attraction. The problem is just being ready to play quarterback in the NFL. And mm-hmm. that's something that will be developed over time and in Pete's mind, I'm sure, with the culture that Seattle have. Locke's 26 now. Imagine if he, you know, six years' time after Gino retires, Locke takes over as Seahawks quarterback after the Pete Carroll quarterback factory. That feels unlikely with how the NFL works. But, um, you know, I, I think in Pete's mind, there's probably some sort of ambition there. Lots of quarterbacks play until they're, you know, well, more and more playing into their late 30s. But maybe Gino hangs it up after three consecutive Super Bowls when he's 35. And then Drew Lock takes over. I don't know, but I'm sure there's a scenario in Pete's head where he can make both things work. And Lock does have like serious tools. I don't think we have a doubt about that. So yeah, Griff, I d- I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. And, and to Tamas's question, I'm not so sure about um, if they take a quarterback. Then that guy is like, wow. Like that, I mean, yeah, goes without saying, but it, it's especially given Seattle's circumstances right now, like, mm. and then that's a lot of pressure. And, and the Seahawks talk about the pressure on these quarterbacks. I, I think it would be more likely, and I guess this is obvious, but I think it's much more likely that they take a, you know, day two, three guy. Sure. Um, and and they don't have to force Stroud or Young if they're not super high on him because they have Geno. Yeah. And then, and then the other element, I, I, I said this last year about this year's class. I was like, well, last year wasn't a great year for needing quarterbacks because also Stroud and Young are coming up. So it turns out they weren't quite what I, speaking personally, they weren't quite what I thought they were going to be. They're still high end quarterbacks, but they're not like, they're not anywhere near like Trevor Lawrence's level as a prospect, for example. Um, but then that said, next year's quarterback class is genuinely exciting. There are like three or four guys that you might put on Trevor Lawrence's level as, as a, as a prospect, um, depending on how their, your junior year, senior year goes. So I don't know. Um, it might make sense to hold out one more year. It might make sense to, you know, wait day two. I feel like that's the sweet spot for taking a quarterback. This draft is round two, uh, for Seattle's purposes. But then again, if mm-hmm. they really like one of these guys, all right, I'll swallow that pill. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, like if they want to collect the asset, Right. Uh, I just, my preference is don't do it at five because you, it's just, unless yeah. you were just so, and like, obviously, like, we have to add the caveat here that, like, you know, if they really like the guy, then they should just do it. Right. If that's what they believe in. But my preference is don't do it at five. But anything after five, in my mind, I, I'm, I'm cool with, um, with them doing it, with them going quarterback. So, 